We sit glued to the TV set all night And every night Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright We got nothing better to do Than watch TV and have a couple of Hello and welcome to TV Times 3 episode 231 On this episode we've got some cancellation renewal news And we'll be talking about recent episodes of Playing House, Undateable, Orphan Black The fourth season finale of Game of Thrones And the series premiere of Murder in the First Featuring my new best friend and Twitter follower Tay Diggs, which is a whole other story. Plus, a reality check and some TV recommendations. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 231. I'm Amory from mytakeontv.com. I'm Jason the TVholic from tvholic.com. And I'm Ray. Hey, Ray. She's Ray. Hey. There you have it. <laughs> and that's our show. That's right. <laughs> All right. Here's the news. ABC Family, I thought this was a joke when I saw it. ABC Family has renewed Pretty Little Liars for a sixth and seventh season. Currently airing episode 7,000 in season five. <laughs> and guess what? There's a different A than there was last time. The who A may be, they keep pushing that off and changing things around. And who knows what they're doing with that, uh, that show. Seven seasons sounds really long. On the other hand, the timeline of the the show itself is actually not that long. And we're going to get to the end. We're going to find out A was the person that she was chasing in the first episode. How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I mean, I haven't watched it in, I don't know, what, five years? So since the beginning. <laughs> yeah. I think I watched the first season and that's it. No, but yeah, it just, it sounds weird that, to, like, that they keep, like, how are they going to keep pushing it off for another yeah, couple seasons. Yeah. Except that it's only been like, I don't know. This it's like two years basically since the show started. So two years on the show, yeah, not in real uh, life. And show time. So like it's been five seasons, but it's not like a normal show where it's like five years later. Yeah. So these fourteen-year-old girls look like they're. Yeah. Well, they're all they're all around like supposed to be around like eighteen now, but they're. But they're thirty-seven. They're all <laughs> actual <laughs> ages. Are all... <laughs> That's what I mean. Uh... Well, they will be by the time they get through season seven, sure. and it'll be they'll all be like nineteen or like eighteen or nineteen on the show, and and they'll all be in their at least their late twenties or something to early thirties. So good luck with that, ABC family. In no surprise, Fox has canceled "I Want to Marry Harry" and "Riot," which I didn't watch a second of "Riot," and I watched more than I should have of "I Want to Marry Harry," <laughs> and. No surprise to me. And what else? What else? I don't, there's no more to say about that. Stars has renewed power for a second season. I think it's only aired two episodes, maybe at this point. Yeah. So good for them. But pretty normal. It's like, yeah, Stars every, does that all the time. Pretty much every uh, premium cable show gets at least two seasons. Very few ever die after one. Unless you're Family Tree on HBO. <laughs> Unless they really get nobody watching it. Yeah. And. USA Network has renewed Sirens for a second season of 13 episodes weeks after the finale. And I just hope that in weeks we also hear that Playing House was renewed because I will be upset if it's not. Have you seen anything about how well Playing House is done in comparison to like something like Sirens? Nope. Is it around the same type of numbers? No idea. It, you never really see... Uh, you actually have to, to be like, honest, the only searching. show I've really paid attention to for ratings... Since like is undateable, it's undateable. So, yeah. but for cable stuff, you seem to have to like search it out. Like it, yeah. It never seems to. I never seem to see that type of news or links to that type of stuff scroll through my Twitter feed or something, like you do with you know the daily, right? Update on what happened on the five broadcast networks. Exactly. Uh, all right. So that's the news. Prime time. Speaking of playing house, season one, episode eight. 37 weeks, hyphen all of us. I love this show. Ray, are you watching? Say that again. Are you watching <laughs> Playing House? Playing House. Um, yeah, of course no, I'm watching I wasn't Playing sure House. if you were. I didn't know if you were a fan of them or not. That was the hyphen all of us, as in all of us have been watching it, Amory. You guys, I love this show. I just do. I think it's hysterical. I love that everybody was paying attention via baby monitor to what was going on, because of course they were. <laughs> 
Well, you knew you knew as soon as you saw that was being installed that something was going to happen like that. Exactly. I thought it would have been something like Mark and Emma like actually kissing. I thought that like bird bones would see that or something. Well, but, God. but as soon as she like says we need to go someplace else, you're like, well, they're going to the baby monitor room and they're exactly. Going. But it was the whole episode was I thought it was really great. Uh, you know, a lot of funny stuff, but also working on some of the character stuff and mm-hmm. the relationships between these people. And and <laughs> I liked I liked uh, Emma finding out that she also had a nickname <laughs> in high school that she didn't know. What was about. it? The, the Monster Bash. <laughs> yeah. Oh right. And then she did the Monster Bash. <laughs> she did the dance. I forgot about that. Oh my god. And they were like, "No, I got a standing ovation. It was your dad." <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing that that's, she has such selective memory that she only remembers her dad standing up for her. And that to her meant it was in a standing ovation. So funny. The two of them, I really would watch them do anything together. Because it does feel like they're two best friends just hanging out on a TV show. Because they are. <laughs> they are. And they bring all their friends in. And they bring all their friends in and... But it also works, like, right off the bat for them when they're playing characters that are supposed to be longtime friends. So it's not like a show where it's supposed to be this group of longtime friends, but they've really just met, you know, in like... uh, And so they're actually trying to develop and play this, you know, this close-knit group. But when you already have that, it helps get right into it much quicker. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just wish that I, I I want it to get renewed. I don't want them to have another BFF on their hands um, because the show just deserves better. They deserve better. And I think it would pair really well. Like, say Sirens is on and this airs with it. Like, that to me would be the perfect hour of TV. Yeah, I'd like to see them start pairing up some of their as they, you know, produce some of these comedies to, instead of pairing it up with like a, a modern family, you know, or something. Yeah. I'd like to see them start pairing up some of their, and have a, you know, an hour long block, you know, block. And, and it sort of works in uh, doing the hour comedy block, you know, in the 10 o'clock hour. So like if you've watched comedies on the networks or whatever during the, they're usually on in the first two hours. So, you know, you could mm-hmm. go all comedy on a night. But yeah, it, it would be, I think it'd be interesting to see, you know, sort of like. I wonder if there is anything out there that would explain us, like how it's doing ratings wise, because I don't see it. I I only really ever pay attention to the network stuff. I wonder if TV by the numbers has they, it. They do have some stuff. They usually report on the, you know, the top 100 shows or, you know, do posts like that. Or it's just uh, when one's like, they don't seem to those numbers don't seem to like pop out like the next day like cable stuff unless something huge happens like you get like an all-time high of walking dead or game of thrones has like the most people ever watch the finale or something then you see those yeah. types of rating stories pop up but for just like every night type of thing you don't see a lot of the cable stuff but my assumption is that it's got to have done around the same as as sirens uh, i don't know yeah I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I like. I just hope for them that it goes well. I want everybody to watch tonight, the season finale, and stay positive. And here we go. Tuesday cables. I found Tuesday cable ratings. Oh, I know what I'm going to recommend. Anyway, okay. So that's <laughs> that's playing house. Um, Ray, do you have a favorite part of the show? No, I mean I love it all. <laughs> Oh, okay. Just wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if you wanted to add anything. Uh, um, um, what's his face? Her brother. Oh the guy God, from so The funny. Office. Yeah, Zach, he's, Zach he's funny. He makes me laugh a lot. The guy that's like on everything? Yeah. Yeah, he's doing so much this year. <laughs> um, and then, I mean, it's always a little weird for me because I'm also watching Fargo to see what's his <laughs> I'm doing this a lot. What's his face? The names are not. Keegan-Michael Key? Oh, my God. Keegan-Michael yes. Key, he's so good again another guy that's on like everything yeah um and it's just funny to me because it's on at the same time (laughs) (laughs) um but his i don't know 
it's just so great. But the way those two react with the girls um, is what I love. I mean, I, I like all the other cast, whatever, but um, like the, the interactions with those four, um, whatever pairings happen to be, just make me crack up. Playing House falls squarely in the center of ratings, just for reference. It got, I've already lost it. Did you ever have it, Amory? It's true. It got a 1094, whichever that means. I don't know what that means. Oh, that's this a million viewers. This is the problem with looking up these things. So then you have to also know. <laughs> I have to also know what it means. So it, it, when you find the information, you got to be able to interpret I think, it. I think this means it got a million viewers in live plus same day viewing and a point four in the adult 18 to 49, which I don't really understand what the numbers are. Point four is not great. That's not a great share. Comparatively speaking, Pretty Little Liars got a 1.1. But that's why I'd want to compare it to, like, what did Sirens do? I will say that it was in the top 100 for the whole day, according to this thing. Which, a lot of stuff is on the TV in a day. Yeah. Anyway, that's we love Flying House, and I think everybody should watch it. Um, that's all I have to say about that. Undateable! Season 1, Episode 5, My Hero is Me, and Episode 6, Leader of the Pack. Uh, <laughs> I... I unabashedly love this show. Unashamedly, without irony, I love this show. Jason, what do you think of it? I, I I really like it. It has flaws. Yes. Well, it has some. Well, it has flaws, but it also has gotten better mm-hmm. as it's gone on. But they're also, I think they're doing a pretty good job of, while they play pretty well off of each other, of making it not. It almost seemed like they were trying to get them together like too close or too quickly as like close friends, but they seem to be doing a pretty good job mm-hmm. of while they, you know, they're now roommates and and always hanging out more, they're still getting to know each other. Uh and like the yeah. You know, like the second episode when they're like who's you know, who's the leader of the group type of thing or, you know, and that that type of stuff. They're still playing. And at the end, when he's like, "No burst," it's me and Danny. <laughs> There's two leaders. It's not all leaders. Poor Bursky. He just keeps getting picked up. It's, I just I it it's hard too because they are best friends. That they probably have because so they have to act more aloof as actors on the show. Um, not that they're. I, I mean, I'm not going to say they're great actors. They're not. They're funny people. And they read things funny. And Ron Funches is a freaking genius. <laughs> like he talked about the person putting him in the friend zone. He was like, bitch, I got friends. I was like, Ron Funches, you're the best. I just think that I'm so glad it's doing so well. Two weeks up against the NBA playoffs and it stayed at a 1.0. Like it didn't dip against playoffs, which... Most new shows that are being burned off on a summer Thursday night would. So I think that bodes well for it. I, I think that it'll be interesting to see what they do for seven and eight this week to see like if it does continue to stand on its own. The fact that it's you know increasing on Hollywood game night, it's it's just it's surprising me ratings wise. Like I never would have expected it. Just and I don't think NBC expected it either. I think NBC expected it to fail, and that's why they're burning it off in six weeks. I think it, it you know, it could be doing well enough, especially if it maybe like now that the finals are over, mm-hmm. if maybe it gets a little, if it actually gets a little pop in ratings. Yeah. That uh, you know maybe it could become, you know, like a summer show, like part of a comedy lineup of summer stuff. They're trying to do, you know, all the all the broadcast networks are trying to do more. Uh, you know, some scripted stuff over yeah. over the summer. Like people are starting to realize that the summer, it wasn't always that it was an actual season, but summer shows are doing well on some networks. So why not try? Right? Yeah. I mean. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ray. Yeah. yeah. Stop trying already. No. No, I think so. But I also think that the show, while getting better, I think they'll get better at like you said they're not actors they're comedians and but i think they could get better with the acting stuff as the show goes along uh as well and 
so I think that you know th- there's there's plenty of potential in the show, and that as of right now, I would like to see it go. You know, continue on and go to a, another season. I I would look forward yeah. to like another uh, set of episodes to watch. Like, you know, maybe if they could find something else and it would actually like play with something else. Thirteen weeks over like next summer or something. And I think it's because the Amy Poehler show with her brother and um, you know they're trying a lot of comedy in the summer and their comedy during the season is not doing well. So. I don't know that it would necessarily be a show they want to put on for the season, but maybe it's something they try earlier in mid-season like they did with About a Boy versus end of the season. I don't know. I don't know. I think you need to figure out – I think you – if you're showing it now in the summer, I think you just keep it as a summer show and don't try and, like, promote it up to to the regular season. Like you said, everything Mm -hmm. that they've been doing hasn't been doing that great anyways. And so if you've got something that's actually doing – pretty close to what a lot of your comedies do during the regular season over the summer. Yeah, then you might as well. It might be a good a good thing to to do. I don't know. Some of these things though with the shows starting up at various different times, you know, like uh late season and sometimes it's hard to factor those things in to, you know, when you're already watching something else at that time or something or Yeah. And so many things just like pop up around the, the there hardly is a season anymore. Like there is a season sort of, uh, but then with all the cable shows and then even some of the network shows, stuff really does start at like four or five different times throughout the year. Yeah. Nowadays. And uh, I'd like to see, I'd well, I'd like to see NBC like start to build some actual scripted shows in the summer that aren't purchased from someplace else necessarily, you know, like to, to run that they're actually yeah. you know, things like, although they are trying a little bit like the night shift and, and things, but they're also doing things like taxi Brooklyn. Oh, the and night shift. The night shift looks like it was shot in Bolivia. Like it just doesn't <laughs> look, you know what I mean? Uh, there was a, wasn't there a show? I can't remember what it was right now. There was like a dra- uh, medical drama that was clearly shot in like Argentina it was an American show. Like, it was an English-language show. It was on a network, but it was something that was shot yeah, it in, was, the, uh, in the Southern Hemisphere. It was, um, oh, it was a like terrible a, show. It was on Fox. It was, it starred the, uh, um, oh, man. Right now, he plays the sort of on-again, off-again boyfriend of uh, of Rizzoli on Rizzoli and Isles. I'm uh, blanking on his name. Oh, yeah, Chris Vance, my boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah, he or you know, or the yes. the new transporter uh, that uh, he he was like some sort of doctor or something like that down in, and it was supposed to be like set in L.A. or something, but it was filmed down in like South America. Yeah, it was definitely filmed in like Colombia. Um, yeah, and that, that's what the night shift. Long story short, that's what the night night shift looks like. This has nothing to do with Undateable. Basically, just watch Undateable because I don't think I don't feel like it's going to be canceled. Uh, some insider information: sets aren't struck. Parking spaces, spaces, parking spaces are still in place. Like NBC hasn't shuttered it, which I think is important too. So we'll see. That is undateable. Orphan Black, season one, episode nine. Things which things which have never yet been done. I don't know how I feel about this episode. I mean, it was fine. This episode had a lot more. It was called Mental. His show was called Mental. Yes, that's the name of it. Anyway, sorry, I'm on Chris Vance's IMDb page right now. Um, Orphan Black. I, I like this I really episode didn't... better than the last, like, two or three. A lot. Yeah, I mean, I did too. I thought the Tony story from last week was wholly unneeded. The Donnie and Allison of this week's episode alone, the two of them are fantastic. I thought there was a, there was a lot more character stuff uh, this week that they, they delved into not so much, you know, the, some of the actiony type stuff or, or whatever. They, uh, they really worked on some of the characters like Donnie and Allison. Like now that they sort of realize like what <laughs> they're like now closer than ever, but right, because they both accidentally murdered people, yeah, but sort of, yeah, they're bonding over the accidentally killing people and then trying to hide a body while at the same time having this like rogue cop trying to, find out what's going on 
Oh my god! When Donnie went to her with a gun and was like, "You leave and, and take a picture," like that was so good. Yeah, that. Was... I just think that those two together are classic. I just don't care about the Prolethians, but I do like Helena. I just wish she would maybe brush her hair. They had an interesting ending though with her burning the place down. Yeah. It also seemed like really weird. Like, did she burn like the whole place down? Did she let any of the kids out? Like, what was going on there? She did get that little one whose mouth was sewn shut to come with her. Well, not come with her, but escape. I don't know. I feel like she just burned the barn where, like, all the medical stuff happened. I don't know if that was Maybe. I don't know. It just looked like more than – it looked like almost the whole place was uh, burning. But maybe it was just where she had – I think it was just the barn or wherever they were keeping her, which was – seemed like a pretty large space because it had multiple places where they were doing stuff. So Multiple levels and – yeah, so maybe it was just uh, just that, but I thought that was that was pretty good, and that she also left with you know the frozen uh, embryos. But I thought they had a lot of good stuff in this episode. Although it was weird to me that like next week's the season finale, mm-hmm. like or this you know or this week, uh, it just I didn't realize like we're coming to sort of a conclusion for the season of yeah. <laughs> already. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see where this puts everything, you know, and then you had the, you know, the, the taking of, of the, the kid at the end, that was super creepy. I mean, it was creepy, but also I feel like I'm sick of that story. I mean, I know that it's not going to go away because she's like, the whole point is that Sarah was a mistake in that she was able to have a child, but I don't know. I'm I'm with you though. Because they keep doing the Kira storyline. Like the Kira gets kidnapped thing. Like you can't yeah. end every season with that. Like with Sarah <laughs> yelling out the window, Kira, or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I hope Cosima, Cosima, Cosima doesn't die. Because I like her a lot. And I don't know. I just hope that, what's her name, Tony doesn't ever come back. I don't think that's too much to ask, is it? No. If he does come back, maybe make a better effort to make him look like not Tatiana Maslany in a really bad wig. Like, it was the first time watching and seeing a clone and thinking, okay, I see Tatiana Maslany dressed up. Yeah. Everyone else she embodies. I just didn't feel like this was a character she was able to embody very well. And it could have been done really well, and she's great. I just didn't feel it on that guy. So let's hope he never comes back. And we'll see what happens in the finale. It was like a, a clone too far. Yeah. And I don't care. They they, they do such great work with uh, you know prosthetics and stuff on the show. Their excuse of saying, oh, we just didn't want to put all of her hair up under a cap and make him have short hair, that was bull. Because it was, anything would have been better than that awful, awful, awful stuff they had going on. So anyway, we're from Black. I am cautiously optimistic for the finale, but if it's all about Kira again, forget it, I'm out. I'm not really going to be out. <laughs> but I won't be thrilled with them. Yeah, I've liked a, a, a lot of, uh, you know, a, a lot of the stuff that's happened this season. You know, there's been some great, obviously great performances and stuff. But it also, I don't know, it also doesn't seem to have really, well, it seems to have, expanded things out it doesn't seem to really have expanded things out uh, i don't know it almost f- feels at time like this season's like treading water mm-hmm. at, at times where the first season felt like there was a lot of forward uh progression which is why i was kind of shocked that you know we've that we've gone through nine episodes already this season and that the season's going to be over so i you know i don't know sort of expecting big things from uh from the finale yeah, I don't know. I learned to be cautiously optimistic and expect the worst and get better, I guess. I guess hoping for big things from yeah. the finale. I agree. So, yeah. So, that's Orphan Black. Um, Game of Thrones, Season 4, Episode 10, The Children. So, what did you think, Ray? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I liked it. But as a book reader, I have issues. <laughs> <laughs> but as a show watcher... I liked it. I'm saying it's very hard for me at this point to separate the, for the most part, I try to separate my issues <laughs> with the book and the show. 
But there were some things that were changed that I'm not totally loving that kind of affect my opinion of it. But overall, I mean, I thought it was great. I So you, the cha- changes that obviously different from the book, but changes that you don't think work well in the in where the TV show is going or um well, I mean, it's hard to know where they're going. They've changed quite a bit at this point, but do you think that the changes work within the context of the TV show? Uh yes. I mean, it's hard. Yes, I do think they work within the context of the show. And I guess what I what bothers me about it is like because you lose a little character stuff. Obviously, if you haven't read the books, you don't really know that you've lost that. <laughs> but I think it what I mean by it is I feel like it I don't know if cheapens is the right word, but it it definitely makes those characters a little shallower or I don't know how to explain what I mean. I like they just aren't as uh, they aren't as interesting to me (laughs) because of those changes. But yes, if you're asking, I, I mean, I think as far as the show goes, if you were just watching the show, I'm not sure you you see that at all. But I know that those are my I know that those are book reader issues, not show issues. Like, I think the show itself was really good. The episode was really good. There were a couple of things that show wise I had an issue with. Like, I didn't love that they didn't. It's not so much that I wanted to see Sansa. It's that I wanted to see how they were going to explain the the missed connection there. Yeah, that because like, they they just totally didn't explain it at all, and I was like, "But they were right there." Like, yeah, like one was those one was preparing to leave, <laughs> right? At the As same the time, was one was through. about to get there, and the yeah, that that they were that close. Yeah, and I just would have. I think I can, I can make it make sense in my head. I just would have liked to have seen it. Is what I'm saying. Like, I think it would have been. I don't know that we had to see it, I guess, but I think it would have been neat to see the, like, as we see them on one road, the others, you know what I mean? Passing. I mean, the truth is, is that the guards outside the place didn't know that it was Sansa inside. So there's no reason, you know what I mean? They wouldn't have come inside because they were looking for the ant. So I can, there's absolutely every reason why they would miss them. Yeah, that after they find that out, that they would have just turned around and, and walked off and... But it, you know, it led to, uh, you know, it led to a good, a pretty good ending for, uh, you know, for Arya, and then uh, within that, you got the, you know, you got Brienne and and the Hound in a pretty good, uh, in a pretty good fight, and then Arya, you know, making the decision to, you know, not show mercy <laughs> on the Hound and just leave him there to, to bleed out and die, and then finally use that coin. Uh, that she's been carrying around. It seems that, uh, I don't know, a lot of people seem to be heading towards uh, uh, in that direction. <laughs> but uh, that storyline I thought worked out pretty well. Uh, Daenerys chaining up the dragons was uh, was interesting. Uh, and, and still and seeing her dealing with the problems of being a ruler, that, that worked pretty well. All of a sudden, Stan is showing up with you know with a giant army was like sort of a really weird storyline considering where his storyline's been i mean they did sort of i mean they showed you in the in the previously on section like the one line that sort of set up that that was possibly coming uh, you know from like earlier yeah was that like the beginning of the season yeah and so i mean that does follow the book so <laughs> yeah but it it just but the but it it felt weird in the show for you know the other stuff that they had him doing and the other types of scenes and things that he had throughout the season they you know was never anything about doing this it was all it that all seemed to be built towards oh hey we're going to leave this for a big surprise in the finale and while it worked to sort of stop the attack and like <laughs> cuz obviously they were going to be able to make it through had somebody else not shown up it just felt it just felt sort of weird for the overall course of the season. I think I think that's actually a um, 
a downfall maybe of the the way like in the book you could get like a a Stannis it's not Stannis it's um what's his face Davos chapter you know like a point of view from him and then like you wouldn't get one for until like they were in <laughs> showing up at the wall so like it was set up in the book like the last time he, you saw him you know what I mean like it was clearly set up that they should go to the wall um I don't know that we found out that they were they had made the decision to go but and then the next time you see him they're at the wall but in the show you can't have that large of a time where you don't see them so they like kind of restructured that story a little bit. So I can see what you're saying. Like it does feel that way because they're so long since they mentioned it. But that comes from them having to restructure it so that, you know what I mean? Like you don't see those characters at the very beginning of the season and ever, ever see them again. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> For the rest of the season. When you had to make those people regulars in order to do it. Yeah. But it just seemed like that the stuff they had them doing throughout the season didn't necessarily point you in that direction because they were trying to keep it as this big thing. Right, like they were trying to keep it from you. Uh, so that it which is what they were doing, but it it also felt that way and so that's what took a little uh, away from it. But I think the best <laughs> the best part of the whole episode was uh Tyrion uh <laughs> deciding not, you know, yeah, I'm going to try for the escape plan, but before that, <laughs> you know, I'm going to tie up some loose ends first. And you know, just the scene with him with the with the crossbow, and you know, all all the stuff that happens there, and and him finally, you know, and him taking out his father, uh, you know, like <laughs> Tyrion's now in a spot where it's like, if he tells you 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 probably don't want to say something, you probably shouldn't say something. But Tywin was still in the place like he can manipulate his way out of this, like he always has, uh, you well. know. And so, he got know, a bit of an ego. Yeah, it. I I thought it worked. I thought that whole that whole bit worked uh, really well. Plus, a character that, while not always the greatest person, is a great character, and <laughs> sort of glad to see that character still going to be around. You know, going into the next season. Agreed. I mean, I've actually, I obviously knew Tywin was <laughs> was going to die. But I'm a little sad to see him go because the show version of him is so much more interesting than the book version was. So there's a little bit of whatever. I mean, I do feel like, oh, at least you got you got what he had coming to you. So. Yeah. Well, again, but, it, this is the first season where with major character deaths, we've actually gotten some people. Some people have actually died who are like not sort of the hero of the moment. Right. So many of of the big character deaths so far in the previous seasons have been the, the sort of the person that's sort of like the moral compass or the, or the, the sort of good guy in the situation. And uh, so, you know, to finally have somebody like Joffrey die and then Tywin die uh, are not sort of start to even the things out where everybody dies in, in this world, not just, not just uh, anybody who sort of is, uh, you know, the good guy in the situation, which is where it seemed like it was going. I think there's a little, well, yeah. I mean, I think there's a statement there about, or that's what George R. R. Martin is trying to show, like, the way war has to happen. Like, if, they're, if they have all good guys, you wouldn't have war because they would try to figure out a way to <laughs> make it work. So it's in order for war to happen the way, you know what I mean, like, the struggle over the throne has to happen because you have the type of people who we had for a while. Um, but inevitably, in war, once the good guys are all gone, the only people who are left to kill. <laughs> then the, something yeah, the, to that effect. Then the bad guys start killing each other off. Well, I'm sure there's probably also a little bit about, you know, because that what is happening here is happening from within, not from without. So... There's a little bit about how you treat the people around you as well. <laughs> yeah. Everybody else. But I think overall the, you know, the season was pretty good. Uh, I I thought the the finale mostly worked, you know, a little bit extended and an extra like 10 or so minutes from an average uh episode, 10 or 12 minutes longer. Uh but I they sure tried to they sure tried to do a lot though. Like they <laughs> they needed that extra 12 minutes cuz they they had to close off for the season. 
come to an ending point for a lot of uh, uh, different stories. Mm -hmm. I think a good portion of them worked really well to leave you. They left you at a good point going into the next season. Agree. So that mostly. (laughs) That is Game of Thrones. I said I told Hadley that I don't watch it. And he had like a visceral reaction to it. Visceral, sorry. He was he, he like couldn't form sentences. Just like what? What? I know what kind of stuff you watch. Why don't you watch this? I'm like I don't know. I just haven't watched it. Nothing against it. I don't have anything distinctly like I don't like it. I just don't watch it. I'll get there eventually. It'll be around for a while. Uh, so Game of Thrones. Amory's goal is to is to get through with the series before George R. R. Martin does. Yeah. Maybe I'll make it. Who knows? There's plenty of time. Exactly. Um, last show for prime time is Murder in the First. Season one, episode one, the pilot, and episode two, The City of Sisterly Love. Solid show to me. Like it's not a great show. It's not reinventing the wheel. In fact, it's very literally almost the same show that Murder in the First was. I mean Murder One. Uh, by Stephen Botchko about a murder trial, about premeditated murder of a murderer. Yeah, except we're following cops investigating instead of the law firm that's uh... Draco Malfoy yeah exactly I love Kathleen Robertson though like I Robertson I think that's her name she's from she's from 90210 not 90210 Beverly Hills 90210 I really liked her when she was Steve's girlfriend on that and I wanted her to have a solid show something like this for a while she does a lot of guest spots I think she's got great kind of lead qualities to her could do without the Tay Diggs wife story I don't care um, does that make me heartless? I don't know. Um, Tom Felton's American accent, not the greatest, but he's still kind of charismatic, and I don't think he did it. I don't know. He just seems to be the most obvious obvious one, but who knows? At this rate, there could be a couple more murders by the end of the season that all seem to be around this guy. Yeah. But I, 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 like, I like it. I like the the way they set it up. I could probably do without the Tag Deeg's wife storyline. Uh, although it felt almost like they had until the very end of the episode. I mean, they started out with the funeral and then they go about the investigation and he seems perfectly fine. You know, then he has the scene with, I guess it's her sister uh, at the end. I don't know. It the, the series could probably work just as fine if you didn't give some big, you know, uh, dramatic thing for him. Uh, to have to deal with alongside, yeah, you know, alongside the the case that they're working on. Like sometimes on. it can just be a cop show. Like it doesn't have, it doesn't have to be a character drama, or to have that kind of drama on the outside. Ray, did you watch it? Slash, what did you think? <laughs> um, I've not watched the second episode yet because I totally forgot I wasn't taping the series. <laughs> um, and I had the work thing last night. So I came home in like the middle of it and I was like, Oh man. So I taped the encore, but I haven't watched yet. It's okay. Like, I mean, it's good, but I haven't decided yet whether I'm care enough to watch it for the entire Mm -hmm. season. Um, I am not really bothered by the wife. I mean, I think the answer is that we don't know her. She had means nothing to us. So, um, I don't think that makes us heartless. I think it just, (laughs) just means we don't you know what I mean like we have no real reason to be invested in that storyline so I totally get why you're just like I could care less about that yeah yeah I thought I thought it was going to be more of a I didn't expect her to die yeah that was going to be more something that like he was dealing with throughout the the season not that she was going to die in in the first episode yeah I don't maybe uh I don't know maybe it'll still have some effect you know what I mean yeah. yeah. Then you would have gotten to know her a little bit, and then it would have been, you know, something more that you would have been felt for the character and him losing his wife. Where, like you said, you don't, you you just sort of meet this person, uh, and you get from it that they've been together a while, and then and then she's gone. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't do much for you as the viewer. Like you're not uh, emotionally connected with any. With, you know, even with the main characters, you're not you haven't known them enough to really as of yet. So, yeah, I was surprised that it happened that soon. Um, But I, I think it's it's going to be fun. I mean, 
the writing didn't feel overwrought to me. The characters feel like normal people. I think that it's going to do well. I think that it's a good pairing with major crimes. I think that um, it's going to be likely a show that I don't watch weekly, but probably a show that maybe in four weeks I'll have four episodes and watch a Saturday morning while I'm just hanging around. Um, Because there's there's no sense of urgency to me to get caught up on it, but it's certainly not anything I'm like, no, I can't watch that. I'm done. Well, on the other hand, this is the type of show that works better in either in clumps or all at once type of thing, because it is sort of one long story. Like there may be a little bit of something, uh, you know, happening throughout the episodes, but so far what I like and we'll see uh, as it goes forward is as they're going through the investigation, it feels like they're going through the investigation. Like you're not supposed to, uh, you know, like the red herring of it all type of thing where you throw it or they seem to throw everything behind. This is the person, but you're like, it's episode four. How could this be the person? You're not going to reveal, you know, who the person is yet in a show that's, <laughs> right. this, you know, that long. So far, after two episodes, it doesn't feel like uh, it feels more like you're actually watching an investigation, which would take place over a period of a few weeks. Right. Uh, and uh, and the. The drama is in with, and the reason to watch is within the characters dealing with these things, not with the trying to throw you off or, you know, of course they're going to come across people that look like, you know, they've come across potential suspects, but they're just going through the normal processes of of the investigation. And I, I think that works much better mm-hmm. in these types of shows. While The Killing had some great performances, especially in the first season, it got too much of the, they would come across a clue and then it was, this is the person. Yeah. And uh, they would go full out at that. And it felt like, but you, you as the viewer knew that that wasn't going to be the person. Because, uh, you know, it was episode seven. So, so far, I'm liking, I'm, I'm liking this uh, a lot. And like you said, I think it pairs really well with something like major crimes better than other things they've. Uh, yeah they've tried to put after either the closer or major crimes. So, so yeah, but race, you said you're not sure yet, but it's so far, it's been good enough that you're going to at least give it, you know, two or three episodes or so before you, you figure out whether it's going to end up on your list or not. I have only watched one episode. So yes, on the interesting enough to keep watching, but I have to be honest. I'm not sure if that's because I think it's interesting enough to keep watching or because I have no other. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, right. Like it's and all the TV that I do have that I really like is ending like this week or last week. So I'm really going to have no TV. So it's hard for me to judge sometimes during the summer because sometimes I'm like, oh, I'll just watch this. because. You know. So it's meeting like a really low bar of like <laughs> – Correct. Like, there's only so many Redbox movies I can rent before I've watched them all, so <laughs> uh, then I need to go to TV shows I have. Like, and this during the summer is when I watch, like, the stupid shows that I would never watch. Not stupid, but shows I wouldn't ever usually watch during the season, but I'll watch them in reruns during the summer because I got nothing else to watch. Right. So we'll, so. we'll touch base with Ray when she's <laughs> so, yeah, decided we'll... down the line. It's possible. It's possible. I mean, it wasn't bad. I just, it's also not my typical type of show. So, but I watch major crimes and it comes on right after major crimes. So it's easy to just leave my TV on. Right. Exactly. When I'm home on a Monday night, which I was not last night. But yeah, so, (laughs) so yeah, but the way the, the way the schedule's working out, Ray won't be, probably won't be back, won't be back on the podcast until August. So 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 we'll have to. We'll have to wait till August to find out if you watched the the rest of the season. Everybody will be waiting with bated breath. I can just tell you now. I'm sure they will be. And that's just mainly because the last two weeks of July are Comic Con, and we won't be recording episodes. Right. The, then so. Yes. So and when you get back and you're recording a wrap up of that, I won't have anything to say yeah. about it. So. Well, that the the wrap up episode of Comic Con is still. Uh, there may or there may or may not be a wrap up of Comic Con episode. It depends on, I don't know whether I actually take that week off, just completely off from everything, or or not. Because I have that off from work, uh, and so use it to to just actually be off. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. So 
We'll see. We'll see what happens. So prime time is dumb. Reality check. Uh, food. Ne- Both of them are cooking shows. Food Network star. Once again, I will say I will never watch the shows that these people are on. I only ever seem to watch the um, build up to the show because, I, like, I feel like Justin didn't even get a show, and I don't know if Artie's still like on show. So it's not even really worth it. But I don't have a favorite yet. There's one guy who's really um, arrogant that I don't like. I don't like the cowboy. I think he needs to go, and he's because he's a, he's funny. But I just don't care. Um, so Food Networks are no favorites yet. I wish that we had more of Bobby and Bobby, Bob and Susie because the first like eight seasons of the show they were involved in everything, and now for the past two seasons it's all been about the the coaches, and not necessarily the actual network. And maybe that's why Justin didn't get a show. I don't know. I just know that Bob Tushman and Susie, I forget her last name, they need to be on the show more. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Well, the other thing with the Food Network show star with the with the shows that they end up creating is is that they're daytime shows, and so when you're yeah. used to watching prime time stuff, uh, and then even if you watch Food Network star, and then they get a show, it it ends up being you know like at noon on a Tuesday or something, and so <laughs> uh, you sort yeah. of. Uh, you know, you sort of forget about it and you don't necessarily think to maybe DVR something like that or, or what have you. And so it isn't until like somebody like Guy Fieri or something like that gets like his third show and it's actually in Ugh. prime time it's where you guy. actually uh, might watch it or something. Guess what? I'm not a fan. <laughs> but on to MasterChef. But on to MasterChef. I was watching with Glenn last night, my dad, and um, there was like, two people that I was like – were they even on this show before? Like, because we didn't have the intro weeks where they saw the auditions or whatever, it just felt like I don't know all of the people. And that's difficult because how am I supposed to, like, prejudge them and know who I like or don't like? Uh, there's one girl, Courtney, that I just can't stand. She needs to go away. She's the worst. And I thought for sure she was going to be kicked off last night, and she wasn't. And so I was upset about that. But the food they cook is always nice. I don't know if I'd be able to make donuts without a recipe. Um, I don't know if I'd make anything without a recipe unless it's like a chicken dish that I'm improvising. Because I like can't. Like I even measure when I make a salsa and cream cheese dip. I even like I know how to eyeball it at this point. But I still measure just to make sure I have the exact amount of salsa in it. So to me like oh maybe this is the right amount of salt. I would have no idea. So kudos to them for that, but also get rid of Courtney and maybe introduce us to these characters a little bit more. We've spent so much time with Francis. You would be cooking like Danny on Baby Daddy? He's hysterical. (laughs) And Baby Daddy right now is the bane of my existence. I love it dearly, but it's hurting my soul. We're not talking about it anymore, but I just want to say, Riley and Ben are wrong. Riley and Danny, forever. Hashtag Riley and Danny, forever. (laughs) Um, anyway, that's reality for the day. And now we're moving on to... Well, before we jump to the the recommendations, I just want to say I looked up and Sirens had around 1.1 million and a 0.5. Uh-oh. But I think that was for the season finale. So, so like, okay. if you're around a million, 0.4, that's, you know, seems pretty close right in there. Yeah. Uh, for a comedy on the on the same network so you know playing house might have a, a decent shot of getting a another season fingers crossed because i love those ladies okay recommendations i decided early on in the podcast that i was going to recommend you start and don't stop watching until you're finished fargo it from start to finish it's just one of the best things i've ever seen and including up to the final minutes of the finale, like, it's so tense and so, like, I held my breath so much while watching. And I know, Ray, you have even said to me, I just paused the scene from Fargo forever because I was afraid of what would happen in it. I did. I, for, like, an hour, it was on pause. And while I was watching the finale, I definitely fast-forwarded to the end. And watched back because I was so 
on edge about like how it would all end. And it ended really, really, really great. And I just think that start and don't stop until you're done because it's so good. It's so good. You would not regret it. So my recommendation is Fargo season one on FX. Yeah, I haven't, uh, I, I didn't start watching and, uh, so I'm haven't, haven't watched yet, but it's gotten really good. You know, it's gotten pretty good buzz as being, Oh my God. As being, uh, one of these series that, uh, you actually, an event get. series. Yeah. But, but also in the, but sort of in the vein of like an American horror story where they're going to come back for another season, but it'll be like a completely new thing that you get, you get an actual beginning, middle and end story. Yeah. Uh, throughout these, uh, it's 10 episodes, isn't it? Yep. 10 beautifully perfect episodes. Although it's 10 <laughs> episodes of uh, varying lengths. So oh, sure. Not, the, uh, the finale is 90 minutes. It's not like, yeah, it's not like a f- 10, can be a long minute night episodes. It's a, uh, <laughs> It is yeah. so good. Yeah, you got uh, you got Fargo and the two episodes of Playing House for the season finale tonight as well. Oh gosh, oh gosh, I can't watch all of that tonight. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, Playing luckily House. I, like, luckily, I watched Fargo ahead of time, or because they're both shows that like this I is, watch live. Weirdly, this is the one screener I didn't get. And the only reason <laughs> I, I didn't, there was like an online. I don't know if there was an online, but I got the DVD of the four. It's I bet there wasn't an online because I did not get the like I got all of the rest of them. I'll tell you this, FX, and this is not me blowing smoke. Those people and their press and and how great they all are, they're unrivaled. At one point, we got an email from John Solberg, who's like the head of their publicity. I don't even know if this story matters to anybody, but he sent an email explaining why. He, they were so worried about putting an embargo on Fargo's reviews. Basically explaining, like calling out someone who had done something wrong on Louie and was like, basically, like he wanted to be completely transparent to us. And I just thought, that's just the way to run things. Keep us all included and make us all feel like we're a part of the team. And I, they have great shows. They have great people. I love them. So my recommendation is FX in general. <laughs> I've changed from Fargo to FX in general. Which actually looks like they've got some uh, some good stuff coming up over the summer. Oh my God, I'm so afraid of the strain. Like, I'm so afraid of it, but I'm also so intrigued by it that I kind of, I can't wait till it's bright and early on Saturday morning and I can sit and watch it because there's no way in hell I'm watching it at night. <laughs> anyway, long tangent to say you must watch Fargo. All right. So... Uh, my recommendation is uh, Witches of East End, uh, which is a Lifetime show. Uh, the second season is about to premiere. It premieres Sunday, July 6th. But the season one comes out on DVD on the 24th, or it's also already available on like uh, iTunes and uh, Amazon Instant Video and stuff. But uh, I really like the, the series. The, the cast is really good, uh, headed up by uh, Julie Orman and... Uh, I I just really like the story around witches that it felt different than a lot of stories that are revolve around witches. They've created, you know, sort of a bigger mythology background to where they came from and the the various afflictions that they've had to deal with in their lives. Mm-hmm. Other than where they came from being Asgard, which really weirds me out because then it it, uh, it only makes me think of uh, Thor now, but uh other than that it's just a really good, you know, solid series, uh, and you know, the first episode back uh, sets things up interesting for the second season, and uh, so that's that's my recommendation. Uh, since it's only ten episodes, uh, whether you you were to get it on like Amazon or iTunes or uh, get the DVD on the twenty fourth, you could actually catch up because it only take about seven hours to watch it mm-hmm. to catch up before, even though. I would rather shows come out on DVD or things like that a little earlier than when than when the new season's going to start but uh for whatever reason the people putting out the shows seem to like to put out the shows really close to the new season so they can put a sticker on it that says season 2 starts in like a week but anyways uh that's my uh that's my recommendation uh for both uh, catching up with and over the summer something fun to watch okay ray it's the moment of truth. Uh. What's the surprise? 
<laughs> I really don't. Here I have two things. Because the first one's not, I don't know if you'd call it a recommendation. <laughs> because I, I want some other people to watch this to tell me whether or not I should be liking it. <laughs> oh, okay. Because <laughs> I'm not, okay, not the really first one, liking it. New segment, like TV validation. Uh, yeah. We need, we need Please else. validate my choices. <laughs> Felicia Day's Geek and Sundry, her on whatever, her digital network channel on YouTube, has a new digital web series out called Spooked. And I just can't decide if I liked it. It's what's his name from I was just gonna say Fargo. That's his name on the show. Eureka. <laughs> oh yeah, the old <laughs> Uh, he's not from Fargo. He's from Eureka, but he is Fargo. Um, he's Fargo he's on Eureka. It. Okay. There's some other people that you will recognize. There's plenty of guest stars who are kind of that group of people, like the the geeky show people. Um, just like so that. Because they're all friends, you know, I think, so the they get them to do. People. Well, I mean, like, um, Daishin or Daikin. I don't know how to say her name. Each you know of Dishan, thank you. Yep. Um, uh, I think Tom Lank is appearing in it at some point. He hasn't yet. That might be next week. Uh, anyway, I think it comes out every Thursday. Whatever. I just need somebody else to watch it and <laughs> tell me <laughs> whether I'm crazy because there seems to be a lot of praise for it online. But I am failing because I kind of, I think I said this to Amory before, I kind of expected it to kind of be like, in the vein of ghost facers from Supernatural. I just like I was a ghost facer. <laughs> but it is not, it's not humorous like that, which is kind of what I expected. And then other people are acting like it's actually scary. And I'm like, no, it's not. Because <laughs> I mean, they are ghost chasers, you know what I mean? Like, whatever. But like the, it's not scary. So no, let's not even debate that. I just need to know whether anybody else thinks it's good or bad. Really, I want you to think it's bad, so I don't think I'm crazy. There you go. There's your, there's, <laughs> there's your, your, there's your homework. We haven't we haven't given out any homework in a while. So, we haven't. So there's your TV Times three homework for the week. Uh, there you go. And if you want to follow it up with a web series that's actually good, you can watch their Caper series, which I actually really enjoy. Like stick with it through like the second or third episode because the first episode's a little rocky. Um. Anyway. But the other recommendation, which really isn't a recommendation either, it's a you can watch along with me because I have decided to finally watch Arrow. Well, <laughs> so I'm going to do that this summer. Let me know when you get to episode five of season one and I'll start because that's where I stop. <laughs> so All right, well, right now I'm still on episode. Well, I just finished episode one like last weekend, maybe. Okay, so to recap, <laughs> Ray wants to know if Spooked is any good. <laughs> Correct. She recommends that you watch Caper. Correct. And based on other people's recommendations, she's watching Arrow. Correct. So there we go. That's the and uh, two of those are superhero type of shows. So hey, there's a theme to my. Not really, because that other one doesn't fit. But whatever. <laughs> anyway, there you go. See, it was a surprise. And I came up with something. Well done. When, when usually I don't. Exactly. You can find links to the news stories we talked about and the recommendations we made in the show notes at, I'm sorry, all of a sudden random things were showing up, in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 231. What did you think about how Game of Thrones season four ended? Let us know in the comments on the show notes, or if you've got questions or anything else, drop us an email via feedback at tvtimes3.com. That's a good place to uh, also send in your homework assignment. <laughs> yeah, send in your homework assignment. Let us know what you think of what you think Ray should think uh, yes, about right. what she's watching. We'd like to thank Christine, Erica Gannon, the Josh, Josh and Jez show, Gina Gatto, Jason, Rem La Victoire, Linda Young, Crystal Roberts, Enlisted Lives. Is this just entertainment drive through? Yeah. Ryan Webb, Sci Fi Movie Podcast, Podcastaways, Weird Loners, Per Willie Rosovic. Podcast Vacuum, Debbie Wilcox, Pendulum Swinger, and Rebecca Sharplake for following us on Twitter at TV Times 3 over the past few weeks. Next week, Jason will be joined by Amy Amitangelo, one of my faves from TVGal.com, and Makisha Madden Toby. Makisha Madden Toby, I say your name wrong every time, from the TV Madness podcast. I'm sorry, I butchered your name, as well as places like The Wrap. 
the opening and closing music is provided by IODA Promonet. The song is TV Party by the Asylum Street Spankers from their Mercurial title, put out by Yellow Dog Records. Guys, I gotta make my plated dish today. I gotta go get something to eat. Plated! I gotta do my dishes. Have fun with everything that everybody's doing. (laughs) All right. All right, bye. Especially the dishes. Bye. (laughs) Yes, goodbye. Bye. Bye. We sit glued to the TV set all night. And every night. Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright. We got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of brews.